You are now tuned into DAR Sports Media, the post conference championship edition. Uh, we're going to have some conference championship reviews, not yet a Super Bowl preview. We're going to do that next week. And then, of course, we'll be hitting up the NBA on the back half of the show. Uh, we got our guy. This is the level of disarray that the Charm City is currently in, is that Apollo literally could not wait to get on this pod, had us fired up early because he was so beside himself. And X is is on the lam. We haven't even seen him. He's gone into seclusion in the West Wing. He is somewhere on a dock somewhere, looking off into the distance, wondering what his life could have been if he wasn't a Baltimore Ravens fan. We can't even find him. But Apollo is here. He got some things to say about this Ravens Chiefs situation that we just saw. Uh, first of all, good evening, bro. How you doing, man? What up, man? I'm all right. Um, and hello to everybody that's about to be on, all my brothers. Now, I just wanted to get this off my chest. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they are my they're my hometown team. They are my first love. Um, so I am a I am a realistic fan. If there if there is a such thing, well, damn it, I try to be as close to that as possible. Um, which means that I'm not, you know, I'm not just drinking rose made of Ravens colored uh, Kool Aid, you know what I mean? And I'm not looking at it with rose colored glasses. It's just that, you know, I can be real about the team and what they put forth on the field uh, this past weekend, wasn't, it was not acceptable to me. It wasn't acceptable to most, if not all of, all of Ravens fans. Now, um, to me, the whole energy, like the energy of the Ravens was just weird from jump. Um, I mean, it's like internet fodder now, uh, but the whole Justin Tucker, Travis Kelsey helmet thing. Um, you know, like for me seeing that and most of the, of the, of the public seeing that pregame. So this is like live time, <laughs> basically, as this is going on, it's like, for me, I'm like, wow, why are we doing uncharacteristic things? Yep. You know, I, I, I just, I just feel like, like the Ravens, we're a buttoned up franchise. Yeah, I was like, why are you guys out there wolfing at people? You haven't won nothing. What are you doing? This exactly. Is, this, I'm like, this is the champs right there. Like, what are you wolfing about? Yeah. Right. Like, what what have you accomplished? And, you know, it just it was, it was just weird. It was just weird for me. And then, you know, you see, um, even the thing with Arthur, Arthur Merlet got involved, to, got into it with some Chiefs players, like, oh, or Chiefs fans, whatever, like, I, like whatever the hell happened, like, it's just too much going on. And I'm like, bruh, y'all better back be able to back this up. But I feel this is unnecessary extra bulletin board material. They don't need to be ticked off. I mean, you got to respect them. They're the champs. So, and like you said, they haven't beat anything. Like, I mean, they beat people in the regular season, but this is the playoffs. It's a whole different animal. So, I want a whole nother intensity, but a, a buttoned-up intensity, if that makes sense. Like, Absolutely. You know, just keep Right, just keep everything in between the lines, man. But uh, anyway, 
So that was the pregame. From opening damn tap, I'm sorry. The, the, I don't hear anything about the Ravens' defense. Like, I, and what I mean by that is this. I do think they had a good game. Like, they had a great game in the second half. I will say that. They were great in the second half. But to me, that tone was set in the first half. That was that was horrendous. Travis Kelsey was getting everything he wanted early on. That Like, the way this boy separates, it doesn't even matter. He doesn't let you get near him. Kyle Hamilton, I will say this. Kyle Hamilton, he did impress me. That guy like, is a fucking weapon X, man. He is, he, he is, he is weapon X. He is something he, else. God damn. He, he he saved Eric DaCosta's job. And, you know, and like, and he, I put it like this, he makes this class look better than what it is, really. So, uh, I will say, as, for the Ravens. as a Niners fan, I'm sitting there watching that game and Kyle Hamilton is doing Kyle Hamilton things. And I'm like, man, we are fucked if we got to play these guys. That guy is amazing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He would have matched up good. But my thing is, sorry about that. But when you go, when you go, when you go and set that tone like that, I just think like overall, that wasn't an impressive outing outside of Kyle Hamilton. Now, uh, um, did, did the Ravens first force any turnovers? I don't remember. I don't think we did. I don't think so. Exactly. What the hell? <laughs> so, like, I mean, you can ho- you can hold them scoreless all you want, but I don't want to hear nothing about like all time great performance if we're not forcing our turnovers. At least we barely sacked them. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. Um, and then uh, uh, who, who else? Uh, the play calling. Oh my lord! I see. I I had my doubts about Todd Monken when we first talked about hiring him. And when you needed him most, when you need him most, he reverts back to that old Tampa Bay style when he had Jameis Winston losing games. That air raid offense that that, that throws for no damn reason when you need to be running the ball, and especially when we did it all season. Like, well, uh, the KC defense is number two, right behind the Ravens. They're the number only, two right behind the Ravens. The only thing that they struggle with is sometimes you can run on them. The you Bills average the Bills average six yards a carry last week. Come on. And the Ravens and are, it, the num- are the number one rushing team. What are we what talking about here? What the fuck is going on out here right now? They called See, six running plays for the running backs. Six. Six running plays for the running backs. And, and, and my thing is, what this is what happened. The Ravens, we just got punked. We got punked. We got we got scared. As soon as that boy started going up and down the field, I'm talking about Mahomes. As soon as he started going up and down that damn field, we was like, oh shit. And and they scored on those, even though we scored in between, but they scored on those two bookend drives with touchdowns. I'm like, yo, they I think they were shook and they had to change their game plan. But you don't have to change running the ball. You can control the game more. They know that better than anybody. So I mean that was just faulty on that on, on that end. So um I was proven right about Tom Monkin's ass overall anyway. Um but when I was, you know, because I've heard a lot of I got some Ravens fans I work with, you know, there's some copium going around and they're talking about, you know, they're talking about everything the fuck else. Taylor Swift this and NFL that. I said, motherfucker, Taylor Swift didn't make the Ravens throw 37 passes. What? Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and I'm and I'm gonna get to his ass. I'm gonna get to Lamar's ass. 
but the offensive line, garbage. I mean, oh my god, there was uh, some rough, Stanley. some rough stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. St- Stanley, you you gotta go, bro. He can't even plant on his foot because all them damn Achilles injuries. Morgan Moses, he gotta go. Uh, uh, they was getting. I mean, he was getting thrown on the ground. Um, and 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 now I will say this: Lamar, he did not have a terrible game by any means. But he had a bad game, and you know he should have ran more himself. He should have took it upon himself. I feel that Lamar got it. It was in his head about this damn narrative that you know he can't he can't win a Super Bowl with his style, or, or he's a running a running back posed as a quarterback like. Bro, I, I really felt that he was – it was going through his head, so he kind of was hesitant. We already proved that you could pass. Like, he was he, – he took steps and growth every year. We know he's a a, a, a a much better passer now. We know that. But the thing is, when you're in the playoffs, especially trying to get to a Super Bowl, you win by any means. You are a game-breaker. At any time, you can just take off, and you're so elusive still, even though I think he lost a step. He's still elusive enough. To, to 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 like take over the game and i feel like it was a little more apprehension on his part basically everybody got pumped and it, it was just it was it was ridiculous it was ridiculous and so um, i was i was talking yeah. to an old head about this uh this very thing about it, it was a thing that um the, the chiefs are starting to mirror the patriots in a lot of ways and one of the yep. things that the Patriots that used to happen was teams would be so psyched out by playing Tom Brady and Bill Belichick they wouldn't play their own game. They would start to try to do whatever they thought would counter what the Patriots were going to do instead of just playing their own game. So that yep. mentally, Bill and Tom would make you start doing crazy shit that isn't shit that you do before without even doing anything. And that's kind of what it felt like happened with the 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 Ravens were so focused. You're exactly once he started moving that ball. They started to freak out and they started to do things to try and counter the Chiefs instead of just playing their own game. Exactly. Exactly. But um yeah, I mean all, all in all, man. I'm, I'm about to get off of here. Um, but all in all, I think we'll be all right next year, you know. Um Absolutely. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be some roll some 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 layover. I mean gotta grab of, you a gotta grab you a receiver, man. Gotta grab you another receiver. Um uh, I mean we are so lucky with Zay, even though yeah. he had an iffy game. Even though he had an iffy, uh, if, he, he had a, he had a good game overall because of his heart and his effort. But um, you know, I mean, he just made some boneheaded plays. I mean, where you go? Because I know we don't got you. We don't got you for too long. Uh, yeah. Um, is Lamar still the MVP after that? Yeah, because I think it's already, I think it's already set. Um, okay, but if, but if it wasn't, oh, if it wasn't. I mean, no, it had to be Mahomes. I mean, well, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It had to be Purdy. It had to be Purdy. Cause Purdy, cause yeah, it had to be Purdy. Right. If maybe, if, yeah, it's a way to look at I, it. I, 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 I'd give it to Purdy, but um, but I mean, it's a regular season award, so yeah, and he's getting an award, and Lamar is going to get the award off of his wins, off the fact that he could take he could take over and win the game, not really his statistics, and you see what he didn't do in his game, but. And you saw who did do it. And you yeah. saw who did do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The goat, the the, the, the goat, basically. <laughs> but well, yeah. well, in that game and in the San Francisco Detroit game, that's 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 what I was hinting at right there. Because. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because that, that that quarterback took over that game and won it too. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I mean, he he's impressive. He was impressive. And um, I mean, that was an epic collapse by the Lions, but Lions do Lions things. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get it when the other guys get in. But uh, I was telling my buddy when I was texting him, um, the Lions were still in the lead, and I saw them start to drop their heads. And that's mm-hmm. when I knew. That's when I knew. I was like, this is going to happen. They're dropping their heads, and they're not even behind. <laughs> right, 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 man. But sorry about that. But yeah, man. No um, but yeah, man. Um, I'm going to get out of here. And um, you, you, you fellas have a, a good show. I know you will. Yeah. Well, thank you for getting in here, holding the sword for the Ravens, because you already know Tay is going to be just, yes. just, just desecrating this corpse when he gets on so mm, yeah his hot takes but oh yeah <laughs> all right man all right, you have man. a good night i appreciate you appreciate the passion you guys are gonna be all yes, right sir. yes sir appreciate all right you, man. later oh man and now things are about to heat up taste takes llc has joined the show along with the honorable sean d uh we just got apollo off he, you know, he's 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 running off into the distance. He can't he can't stand to be can't stand to watch what's about to happen. We were just talking Ravens, Chiefs. Uh Tay, I think it's it's time for your moment in the sun. What did you think of Ravens Chiefs? Um exactly what I said the week before it happened. I said the Ravens weren't going to score more than 10. I said they weren't going to struggle. I said Lamar was going to have a bad game. I said Zay Flowers sucks. Everything I say, I thought I was playing around. Every single thing I said, I was right. I mean, like, no one wants to listen to me. I, every single thing I said, I was right. I mean, I, it, was, it was clear as day. There's no way. You saw the Chiefs and you saw the Ravens and you really picked the Ravens. I mean, come on. I didn't pick the Ravens. I, uh, I was yeah, I on here. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you pick the Ravens, there's something wrong with you. I, I, I question your intelligence. I just couldn't believe it. Uh, so um, to recap the game, though, um, Chiefs came out hot. The, the Chiefs definitely came out hot. Um, that's all they really need to do. They just need to show they can move the ball whenever they feel like it. The Ravens responded. The Chiefs went up again, and that was it. That's all I really needed to do. Like it, it wasn't. It wasn't a high score. Yeah, I do. I will say that it wasn't a high scoring game like I thought for the Chiefs. Because I honestly, I honestly, score. the score was about where I thought it was going to be. Remember last week, I said how they're both mirror images. It's going to come down to penalties, which quarterback steps up, and who makes a mistake. Yeah, yeah, Ravens yeah. had more penalties. The Ravens may had more turnovers. Patrick Mahomes stepped up. Yeah, and it wasn't really. And you got to give big credit to the Chiefs' defense. Hell yeah, that was the worst. Oh, of believe it. me, they're they're going through my nightmares right now. Yeah, <laughs> that was the worst the Ravens have played all season on offense. Like, it's pretty bad. They couldn't really get anything going. Like penalties really really mess with them too i'm not i'm not one to blame the refs like i don't do that like oh well and me and apollo just talked about it and i've been talking about it all week uh, you know they want to talk about the refs and taylor swift and all this shit hey man the refs didn't didn't force the ravens to throw 37 passes 
Yeah, that's true. The refs didn't didn't force Zay Flowers to fumble. The refs right. didn't force Lamar Jackson to throw into triple fucking coverage. Yeah. That's the refs true. didn't force the Ravens coaches to only call six handoffs to their running backs, even though the only thing the Chiefs defense struggles with at times is defending the run, and the Ravens are the leading rushing team in the fucking league. Yeah. Refs didn't force any of that to happen. They didn't. That's true. Hey, I they... just want to say this. Yeah, go uh, for it, man. I had the Chiefs winning. I had the Chiefs winning. But what I would like to say is Harbaugh needs to go. If yet, if not about to say yesterday, if Sunday wasn't obvious, they all know what they expect. Every time the Ravens lose in the Super, I mean not the Super Bowl in the playoffs, they get away from the run game. Baltimore has been a run heavy team for as long as I've been alive. And you mean tell me every time when it comes to the playoffs, you decide to throw the ball more. And I'm under the impression that Kansas City would have lost that game. I know. Oh, I understand. We can't speak in. Could have, should have, would have. But if Baltimore would have ran that ball, I'll say 10 to 15 more times, it would have been a different ball game. Way different. If Lamar, if Lamar Jackson, if Lamar Jackson didn't decide to try to be quarterback that day of all days, it's a different ball game. I'll say Baltimore beat Baltimore before I'll say Kansas City beat Baltimore. That's just my honest opinion. Mm -hmm. They shut him out in the second half. Mahomes didn't look too good until like that final play when he threw it to MVS and he turned around and called it. So it's not like Kansas City was that much better. It's just Baltimore beat themselves. They Plasco burst themselves. They shot themselves in the leg. <laughs> That's all it really was. I mean, yeah, like, I and everybody said Lamar had a bad game. I wouldn't say it was bad outside of that that pick. Is it like I mean he had two hundred and seventy two yards in the touchdown, a decent completion completed uh completed percentage from what I can remember. I don't know if you know that off the back of your head what his completion completion percentage was. Oh, easily looked up. I mean it was it wasn't beautiful, but it wasn't terrible, right? Uh, let's let's see, let's see, let's see. I got a, I got a, a stat that backs up your uh your assertion about the Chiefs uh off. Oh, he's fifty four percent. Oh, that's that's terrible. What was it? Yeah, it, it, yeah, that's, that's not good. Yeah, for, okay, for uh, MVP, that's terrible. Well, we're gonna get to that, that, that in a minute. That was, I thought it was more because even the Ravens like fan among us, Apollo, doesn't have Lamar as the MVP anymore. He had a pretty. I mean, look what happened I mean, in those two games. Lose. Look what happened on that. What happened in those two games on Sunday? Which quarterback took over in the second half, and which one faded? I mean, but the MVP is a regular season award. Well, that's what he ended up saying, and I said, "Okay, well, what if it wasn't?" Yeah, now if it wasn't, then yeah, mm. Purdy would have got it. Okay, there we go. I think Purdy would have got it off off Sunday. And yeah, we're not, you know, we, we're not the award, types to say. But, we're not the types to say you should judge it off of one game, but when it's this close, it was a heck of a final statement. If we were all swung, I mean, what when, I will say is, if we all swung off that Christmas game, then we can swing off of this game too, because which one was more important? There you go. Yeah. But then again, one was head-to-head -head against each other. 
Now we'll yeah. see how Purdy mm-hmm. does against Kansas City. <laughs> then you know more people would definitely have a solid point if he does perform well. But the Christmas game, that was a head-to-head matchup. You know what I'm saying? So your point about the Chiefs so offense. I think that should sway it. Before that pass, before the drive where they had that pass, the Chiefs offense's eight mm-hmm. possessions before that was four, four and out, punt, field goal, punt, 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 punt. Yeah, so it's like Baltimore got away from the game. Like Kansas City didn't look that much better. They just had a better first half. I mean, but I, I guess that's all it takes, you know. At the end of the day, it goes by who won and who lost. If you could do all your work in the first half and you win because of that, then be my guest. But we cannot act like Kansas City was that much better than Baltimore. And that's why I hate watching like ESPN FS1. They made it seem like Mahomes was that much better than Lamar Sunday. I mean, the only thing I can say, they could have put up 24 instead of 10 if it wasn't for those two holding calls back-to-back that got them out of field goal range. But hey. other than that, I mean, Kansas City, like, that's why, like I was telling y'all earlier, I was confident in picking Kansas City in the Super Bowl. You know, I spoke to y'all yesterday, the day before yesterday. I said, I'm leaning towards San Francisco. You know, Kansas City didn't look that good to me. Well, but I, I kind of believe in that whole. Oh, go ahead, man. We were going to, I was said earlier on the, when we opened the pod, we're going to do the uh, the Super Bowl preview next week. But I get you. Okay, I, get you. I get you. I get it. It's okay. It relates to the week. To, it relates back to this week, though. I, I can see, you know, a little preview of what we're going to go into next week. But during the game, Chiefs Ravens I texted my buddy like hey we can beat these fucking guys like all those drives that came up with absolutely nothing in that second half like they're not you know they're solid but this you know but the Ravens defense is so good too so um yeah but no I I agree there's long stretches where the Chiefs didn't really look that impressive they were just enough to get out a gritty game against this team that honestly the week before I was kind of getting a little tired of hearing about how great this Ravens team was and their metrics and all their nerd stats. And this is a historically dominant team and nobody has a chance against them. I said, and then me and Apollo talked to it too. And then they're showing up to the game. They're woofing before the game starts. I'm like, you guys haven't fucking won anything. And everybody's talking about how you're this that. historically dominant team and you're starting fights before games. Like, you run this shit? No way, man. I mean, I think it's because they were overconfident. Like, you think about the regular season they had. They beat every playoff team in the AFC, except for Buffalo and Kansas City. And I don't think they played them, too. Then they beat the, uh, they beat the Niners. They beat the Lions. So that's, what, five playoff teams right there? It was well. It was crazy if they started off with that confidence, but then that confidence was fucking gone because they completely started playing outside of their game. I think that's a hardball thing, man. Everybody as soon as the Chiefs started moving the ball, they started to panic. I still think that's hardball, bro. Like this isn't a one-time thing. This isn't the first time this nope. happened. In the whole Lamar Jackson era, uh, John Harbaugh would never run that ball more than like ten to fifteen times. 
in the playoffs. If that is your bread and butter, why would you stop? If you can answer that for me, I would like you to do that for me, please. I can answer. I can answer. It's answer not for Harbaugh <laughs> because John Harbaugh watches the whole game. He does not call plays. So. <laughs> Like, I, was about to say, I was about to move to next. I said, Tay, Sean started off his, his segment here talking about how it's time for Harbaugh to be gone. That's why I'm not a fan. He doesn't do anything. Like, you, you don't – your team runs the ball six times. You, you continue to stand there. I don't – I don't agree with that. You got to be a head coach. Sometimes you got to step in and do what's best for the team. But, you know, he's just, just a cheerleader, the number one fan for the Ravens. That's what he is, man. Doesn't do anything <laughs> else. No offense. No defense. He, I don't know if he does special teams anymore. He doesn't do anything. Just a motivational speaker. Come on, let's win this game. They go out there, and that's it. He doesn't do anything. So it would be nice for a head coach to actually do something that actually, you know, with the game plan, it, it'd be nice if they had something like that, but they don't. So, so I got you a think question, y'all. I got a you question. Think it's, hold on. You think if uh, you think it's time for, for him to be gone, Tay? He should have been gone a long time ago, if I'm being honest. But, yeah, I do. All right, Sean, what's your think, question? Do y'all think Bill Belichick will go to Baltimore if they get rid of Harbaugh? Uh, probably not because Bill wants to – so the rumors going around was that was that Bill still wanted to run things. Like he ran everything up in, up in uh, New England, and that's kind of what scared Atlanta away because they, like they like their front office and they like Raheem Morris. So, Well, I think what messed him up with that is – he was ass without Brady. So that yeah. really oh, yeah. come up there. Like, he would have had a chance if they would have been winning like eight or nine games without Brady, but you're going like four and thirteen, missing the playoffs every year, except for one, I believe. It's not a good look, man. You're not going to get control. You might as well start from the bottom again. Well, not from the bottom, but get what you can and go from there. You don't have long. You got like four or five years left. You don't need to be in control. Yeah, right. I, I totally agree. Tay, who is the NFL MVP? The, not saying not. Oh, it's a regular season award. If if it went all the way through, it's getting handed out next week. If the whole thing was put into was put into account, who's the NFL MVP? Josh Allen. Okay. I, no, I, I don't I hate so. that. I don't I, hate I, that. I think so. If if you're counting, you're saying playoffs as well. Yeah, I would go with I like the turnaround that he had. I'm not I'm not counting out the beginning of the season, but I like that win streak they went on. Like I don't think any other quarterback can do that. Like I don't think anyone in that situation would win, what was it, five, six straight? I don't think any other quarterback goes from an eleven seed to two just on a win streak. I, I don't I think that was really impressive, but I would I would go with Josh Allen, honestly. I wish he was still playing now, but just as a whole, yeah, I I would definitely go with Josh Allen. And if you go off the metric, you know, sometimes this discussion comes up, most valuable player could be looked at through the lens of what would this team be without him? Well, we've seen the Ravens without Lamar, and they won games. Fairly effective. The Bills without... Josh Allen, could you even imagine such a thing? Oh my goodness, that'd be terrible. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's you know, I could say do it. I think honestly, I would go. I got four people. If we were going all playoffs alone, 
I have four players. Not, pl- not playoffs, regular season I mean, and playoffs. The whole thing. The whole thing. I'm doing the whole thing. I'm just including the playoffs too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be Brock. It'll be Mahomes. It'll be Lamar. And you know, I I still got love for him. I had to put C Mac number four. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm. Absolutely. So, speaking of which, well, hold on. True's getting in here. Let's see if he got he got thoughts. He got Lions Ravens thoughts. Maybe he's texting me. I don't know. There he is. True, are you with us? Can y'all hear me? Yeah. yeah. Walk towards the light. Yes. Hold on. Moving things around. All right. We good? Yeah. So, we all gave thoughts. Ravens, Lions. Of course, Tay is, uh, you know, in his glory right now. Feeling pretty good about pretty much all of his predictions, to be fair, coming true. Ravens Lions, your thoughts. Or Ravens Lions. Ravens Chiefs, excuse me, your thoughts. Talking about um, all the losers from last week. The losers. Ravens Lions, sorry. There's no loser bracket in the fucking playoffs. Anyways, um, Ravens Chiefs. So there's two things. It's funny. So I was actually talking to somebody on Facebook about an hour and a half ago. It's a girl I used to talk to. And she was talking about the Ravens. And she was like, uh, we were just talking about life. And she goes, so Humphreys messaged my husband and was like, oh, the NFL told us to throw the game. <laughs> and, that, and blah, blah, blah. And she like showed me like screenshots of the message. And I was like, that's hilarious. And I said, I said, so Lamar playing like he was a complete idiot at times and making r- ridiculous throws, that was all fixed. And she was like, yep. <laughs> And I was like, what about the what about the Lions and the 49ers though? Like, what about that? Like, wouldn't they have fixed it to have the Detroit, you know, Eminem and Taylor Swift both at the Super Bowl with Usher performing? Like, that would make really a lot of sense, right? To have Eminem and she's like, I don't know anything about that. And I was like, okay. So Ravens fans in my beloved hometown are going through it. I, however, do not care what happened. I wanted to see Lamar get us good to the Super Bowl. And they had ample chances, man. So many chances. The Zay so Flowers thing. The Zay Flowers thing pissed me off because I always like it happened with Miko Hartman like the week before, right? With uh when he extended, he didn't need to, and it was a touchback. Yeah. When you you don't have to always extend because you have another down or two to go if you don't get it. And Zay Flowers was so I guess he, you know. Uh, <laughs> The sports he better in me. He was, obviously, he was he was engaging in foolishness because he was two fucking plays removed from getting a fucking a fucking taunting penalty too. And so that was, and I think that's the thing is that he, I guess, he was trying to do what he, you know, trying to do what do what he could. But it's like he makes big plays, and then it's like you get you got it right there in my mind. When he was right there, you're right there at the goal line. No need to extend because there's always a chance you could lose the ball. Somebody knocks it out. You just protect the ball. Just go down with it. Just go down with it. You're at the one or two yard line. Gus Edwards is right there. Justice Hill is right there. Lamar is right there. You're the Ravens. Run that bitch in. It's 17 to 14. Like It's that simple. Maybe Lamar don't throw 
to Isaiah Likely in triple coverage. Don't know what that was about. Now, don't get me wrong. I will concede two things. Couple little little pass interference-based stuff there that the Chiefs might have got away with a little bit. But if you don't throw in the triple coverage, it don't matter. Don't matter. <laughs> and so I think, like I said, the Chiefs defense surprised me. You know, it's like we see how good it is, but we just don't. You know, we see it. But to actually, like, watch it against a team like the Ravens, who who equally – the Ravens' defense is badass. So I don't care. Like, you can say what you want. Take and hate on the Ravens all you want. They got a good damn defense, man. Like, they just – they got a good fucking defense. They held the GOAT to no second-half points, basically. And if the offense of the Ravens could show up and not be stupid, the Ravens would be in the Super Bowl. Just the defense did the job. The offense didn't do their job. And Lamar, unfortunately, I've been saying he needed that, like, that that one playoff performance. It's like what Peyton Manning needed it. You know, when Peyton Manning needed his performance after a certain point in time. He needed it. He did not deliver. And, um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm sorry to see my boy, you know, not, you know, because I, I like rooting for Lamar. Lamar's great. But you're going against the GOAT. It's hard, man. The Knicks couldn't yeah. get past Jordan all them years. You know, Knicks couldn't do it. Josh Allen, obviously, another one can't get past the GOAT. Like, it's just hard, man. It's just hard to get past greatness. You know, you just can't. If you can't do it, it's no. It's not necessarily a knock on you. It's just some people are just greater than others. So, you know. Moving on to our other... I, we all hope that Axe, you know, wherever he is out there in the world, um, pretty sure he might have moved to Montreal or something. We hope to have him back to the pod next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other conference championship game, the largest comeback in NFC championship game history. Uh Oh, true. I guess you should answer this one too. And, and it plays into the next thing we're about to talk about. Say MVP, say playoffs are included. That's the whole resume. Okay. Including Liz Sunday. Who's the MVP? If we're including Sunday. I don't I don't like doing that because it gotta include the playoffs. I don't really like doing that. If he it, <sighs> All the way through regular season up through playoffs. Honestly, I will go Pat. Yeah, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Can it it truly? Because he's like, again, another comparison to Jordan. They're going to start just giving it to other people because they're fucking bored giving it to Pat. But you know, but you know why I say this is why I say that. The reason why I say that is because who does Pat have? Yeah, no, you I know, agree. I agree. You know, and and I so this is to me, this is one of this is like a ninety th- like a ninety-three uh Jordan-esque type of thing. Because yes. in ninety-three, the, the Bulls went back to back 91-92. But in ninety-three, that Bulls team, they were a little tired, a little rough. Uh I think Horace Grant, you know, was 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 like a couple of those guys are breaking down. And they 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 struggled a little bit. They were fifty seven and like twenty five, but they struggled. So, 
I I liken it to like that's ninety that's the ninety three Jordan thing because Rasheed Rice was not expected to be what he became this season. I don't think we expect him to be become that. Uh, Kel- Travis Kelsey has been great in the playoffs, but he was not great <laughs> the regular season. So to to do what they've been able to do and, and turn it up and Kelsey to be as as great as he is right now, I think that's, I would give it to Pat. I think um, the the two quarterbacks who would be in the final uh, are obviously the two quarterbacks that are left. I think you can flip a coin and pick between those two, and and those would be the MVP choice. Um, I would I, personally CMC would would I, I can't I can't even say CMC it would should be MVP to me because I I just feel like he I, I don't know like he he's been great I mean he's kicking ass it's just I just I, I would feel like it's a Pat or Brock thing. And for me, just because Pat's team is not what uh, what it was in past years, I would. And it's certainly it's certainly not star wise what Brock's team is. So I would say that defense is crazy. I would say that uh, I would say that uh, Pat's pass protection is much fucking better, and that's probably going to play a role (laughs) next week. But yeah, his defense is way better. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of, the 49ers had that on display last week, uh, especially in the first half. They, again, it has happened to quite a few times this year, and it's happened in both games in the playoffs where uh, this 49ers team, the defense looks like it's already gone. It's already, you know, I got my timeshare in Cancun. If I don't use it next week, it's going to cost me money. I don't really want to be here. That's happened two weeks in a row. Steve Wilkes has gotten it figured out at halftime and they've clamped in the second half. Um, but overall, uh, yeah, biggest comeback in NFC championship history. The lions were, uh, lighting things on fire in the first half. Honestly, my personal feelings was I was pretty at peace because I said, and I was telling my friend, this it was a huge 49ers guy. I said, you know, at least this year it feels fair. It just felt so fucking unfair last year with Purdy getting hurt right at the beginning of the game. I said, at least it feels fair this year. Like, this is just a straight-up ass-whooping. The defense didn't show up to play. Like, it is what it is. Happy for you, Detroit. Go do what you do. I was already getting my... I was already getting that that verbiage ready to go for this podcast during that half. So, you know, this team... All year has not shown me that level of dog, has not shown me that level of of bully that the other deep run 49ers teams have had in the past years. Um, I never really bought it that much throughout the season. Um, and the defense just didn't show up. And then I was gonna, you know, talk about how Brock Purdy can do whatever he wants. If the defense completely no-shows, it's not really fucking relevant anyway. And then the second half happened. <laughs> um, yeah, Steve Wilkes figured it out. When you look at, you know, everybody is, of course, I don't know what it is about the 49ers. But all week, it's all been all the talking heads. You guys are seeing this, right? Like, I'm not making this up. This does happen. And I'm surprised that some people... You know, folks like the guy, kind of guys I got with me on this podcast, real riders. 
I'm surprised that some of you aren't starting to kind of pick up on this and kind of starting to turn turn it around how you feel about things. Because this is every fucking time the 49ers do anything good. Everybody's looking for all these excuses to downplay it. And, well, really, it's because the Lions made mistakes and, and they didn't really do this and they didn't really do that. Well, if you look at all those drop passes, Goff was throwing off-platform uncomfortable because the 49ers were applying pressure up the fucking middle. Javon Kinlaw, Eric Armstead stepped up fucking huge and forced those throws to be a little uglier than they wanted to be. 49ers defense is what caused... Jared Goff to airmail those two fucking balls that could have been touchdowns later on. They Everybody keeps talking about that lucky bounce with IUK. It was a fucking pass interference. They threw the fucking flag. If the corner doesn't get in front and bump into Brandon Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk's running underneath that pass anyways. Watch the fucking replay. Watch the fucking tape, man. That's a, that's a 49ers creator, fucking Rich Madrid right there. Watch the fucking tape, man. Don't tell me about this. Oh, it bounced off his helmet. All this lucky shit happens. For if the corner doesn't slam into Ayuk on that route, he's not in that position to get hit by the fucking ball. Ayuk's running underneath the fucking ball. And then meanwhile, you're not talking about Brock Purdy getting fucking smoked up the middle and hitting a fucking outside hitch. You're not talking about the grown-ass man throw he made from one hash to the other sideline deep out to fucking Kittle and to Brandon Ayuk on those drives. You're not talking about the play where he almost got DDT'd for you wrestling guys, bulldogged into the ground, runs around, throws up a prayer. Juwan Jennings makes a fucking clutch play. Get the fuck out of here. What I told Apollo earlier, and when I knew this was headed to where it was headed, was I started seeing the Lions drop their heads while they were still in the lead. Like, they don't even believe they're going to fucking hold on to this. You start dropping, if your head starts to drop before you're even giving up the lead, it's fucking over. And that's exactly what happened. Biggest comeback. There is no two fucking ways about it. Brock Purdy took over that fucking game in the second half. Balled the fuck out. You can talk about drop passes. You can talk about this talk about that. Well, drop passes ain't got nothing to do with Brock Purdy fucking playing fucking blacktop fucking basketball point guard just acting fucking crazy <laughs> during that entire second half. Your thoughts Whoa. on the biggest NFC championship game comeback of all time. True. Go ahead. Well... Give him, yeah, roll him out. Give me the, give me the excuses. Give me the excuses why this was. Well, hold on now. Watch, watch again. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Watch yourself now. Hold on there now. It's not excuses. Y'all did get some lucky breaks. I mean, let's be great. You did get some lucky breaks here. I mean, Josh Reynolds, what the fuck? Like, do they not teach you niggas how to catch when, like, in practice? Like, Josh Reynolds, when I say, like, lucky, like, that's lucky because those are easily catchable balls. And the first balls. one wasn't. It was way behind him because. Well, not that one. But Goff like had the, to throw like, it off like, platform. But there's like two others. There's like two others there that, that should have been like clear. Okay. And it was a lucky break when Ambry Thomas got drilled in the fucking shoulder pad and didn't fucking intercept the ball. Well, we know first it of was all, a we it was your, a lucky fucking your, break. We don't need your 49ers fan f- fan defensiveness at the, at this moment, brother. Is it not? Is I'm it just not? saying, 
Sure, but I'm saying in that second half, there were obvious things that had to, had gone your way that were not going your way in the first half. And I think the Lions, a couple yeah. things, the Lions went completely brain dead because I get the whole concept of, hey, maybe you don't want to risk it because our kicker's not that great. But you when you're when you have a chance to take the points, you just take the fucking points. I mean, also especially when you got a lead like that, like keep piling on the, the dirt. God damn, because, yeah. Because I think we all knew that like the 49ers obviously weren't gonna lay down. Like if you know the 49ers, you know they're not gonna lay down and just and get blown out at home. And then it, I didn't expect that. So I'm thinking, okay, you know, 49ers are gonna go down here and get a score, which I think you guys got what? A field goal, just a field goal in the first first one, right? If I'm not mistaken, I think it was just a field goal. And then it was a yeah. it was a 14 point lead. And I think they had a chance to get points then. And I think they left it on the left it on the board. And it's like you you're 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 if that's 27 to 10, at that point, you're it's it's just that changes the strategy. And if your defense, which the defense, the them uh the Detroit defense is not was not a great defense. We talked about this. Prior, if your defense is a little bit better, you could probably, you know, oh, it's 27 to 10. Let's just, you know, get a couple, try to get a couple more field goals or try to get, you know, but they were, it was like they were rushing. Golf was uncomfortable. You could, you could see that extremely uncomfortable, a uh, lot of pressure. And then once again, the receivers, uh, St. Brown was, St. Brown was, was to me was kind of iced out a bit. Uh, in the, in that second half, and then you got, um, you know, other guys. I mean, you know, Gibbs, uh, Gibbs when he fumbled, right? Gibbs fumbled, I think, and uh, that was just a weird play, uh, in general. But these are the mistakes that happen when you're, I guess, like you said, they had their heads down even when they were up because they hadn't been there before. And when you're not, when you haven't been there before, you start to get this feeling like. Oh man, like everything was going so right. What's going wrong? What's going wrong? And you just have to put your head down and, and, and you know you could pick your head up and keep going. And I don't think they thought about that. I don't think they. Yeah, I think it was just like, oh man, here they come. And then you know, once it's twenty four to seventeen, and you know, then it's you know, it is what it is. And I thought, all right, twenty four seventeen. Clearly, they'll get a field goal or they'll, they'll get you know get a score. Or they'll try to, and they just wasted possessions. And I thought. It's just uh, there's no excuse for it, you know. I'm not gonna try to put an excuse for it. It's just that's what it is. Like the Lions, I felt the Ravens and Lions in 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 many different ways beat themselves. Obviously, the other team has to make a comeback, but it's just, it's two separate two separate like trains of thought. Like the Ravens had a chance to come back and take the lead. The Lions had a chance to extend their lead, and they blew it every time. And I think when you have a team that has the offense that the 49ers has, you got to – if you have the opportunity, you, 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 you punch the motherfuckers in the gut. And they 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 started off like – I was like, yo, they wilding. Like, when it was like 14-0, I'm like, yo, the Lions <laughs> wilding. But then I thought about it, and I was like, it's still the Lions. We're still – you know, they have a high-powered offense. But – it's still the Lions, and Detroit never wins anything. It's been a long time since Detroit has, like, really won something. And I start seeing people celebrate, mm. and I start seeing the players start to get a little 
Like, yeah, we do it. And it's like, you never oh, yeah, do that. CJ, GJ, after they scored that, that second touchdown, he was waving goodbye to the crowd. But see, see that's you the thing. Later. You yeah, see you that. later. You're going to fucking back to Detroit. But you never do that. Loser. I think that's the problem. That's the problem, though. When you haven't, you know, when you when you're at that that, that point, you haven't been there, been there like that. And then you're like, oh, yeah, with, with that team, you haven't been there. And you start to get all, you know, feeling yourself and like, yeah, yeah. What happens at that point is just like you start to feel too comfortable. You start to feel like we got this. Save that for the fourth quarter if you got a 17-point lead. Then you can do that. In the second? No, that's stupid. You don't ever do that. Wait, and then, ladies. of course, also, the, the, real, the real issue to me, the game, to me, the game was won by the 49ers when the Lions had to take the field goal at the end of the half to go. That was what I was like. That I was like, if they score here, get a touchdown, this game is probably over because they found a formula and they're going to keep, but when they couldn't do it, I was like, see, that's it. And they had ample, ch- they had chances and they just couldn't do it. And I was like, nope. I was like, don't feel comfortable with that. Look like a 17 point, 17 point lead. Nah, 21 makes a, a big difference because that is a complete three score uh, deficit. You know, it's just so I was just like, okay, well, so I didn't uh, didn't feel comfortable about it. But like I said, uh, you know, kudos to the Forty Niners. Uh, they 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 took advantage of every every possible thing that they could, and uh, Lions did not. So you know, I'm sure you can gloat it. You you talk. I I see your tweets. Eric, I see the tweets when you're when you're talking your your 49 shit. I see the tweets. I'm sure you're you're very proud of your proud of your team. Right, hold on. Right. Talk about my tweets. Anybody who's listening to this wants to go look at them. Are they not always responding to people who had that shit to say before the game had even been fucking? That's my played? point. That's my point. Sometimes, sometimes it's just leave always these in me, brother. It's always in response to people wanting yes. to throw dirt. They're so excited. Nope. Yeah. How'd that work out for you? How'd that work about, out for you? I got a vouch for him. Thank you. I see him responding more than anything. He doesn't gloat. He's different than me. If my if my favorite team was good, <laughs> I'm talking shit all day. Now you would not be able to talk to me about football if Carolina was good. If y'all have seen me in 2015, it was a it was a completely different ball game. But I would like to say that uh basically what the 49ers did was the anti-hardball. That's what he did. He stuck to the game plan. He didn't go away from the game plan, even when they were down. And Dan Campbell, I'm not even going to knock him for what he did because I get a decision. It's just one of those things where if it worked, they'd be calling him ballsy. He's such a great coach. But since it didn't work, it's like, damn, why the fuck would you not take those three points? Make it a three-score game. So the thing, same old head I was talking to, uh, talking to when I was talk, uh, told Apollo, the listeners heard me talk, tell him about it. Um, I said, you know, yeah, that that Dan Campbell shit seems crazy in retrospect, but I, how quickly we're forgetting. This is what we deal with in sports so much. Everybody just has like the has like the memory of a fucking goldfish. The Lions have been fucked. Sorry, 
as fuck. They had one of the great, two of the greatest players of all time the last 40 years and could not get anything done. Barely even any winning seasons, not a playoff win. Dan Campbell brought his aggressive attitude in there, gave them a completely different culture, and now they were two quarters away from the fucking Super Bowl. So, so while while it seems like it cost them here, I'm not sure they're even in this fucking position if it's not for the way that Dan Campbell handles fucking business. I believe it's lost. He lost two games being greedy. And that's what people will remember. Let's not forget the Dallas game. It was like three straight two-point conversions. Instead of just kicking the extra point, you go for it three times in a row. Uh, after the first one, I don't blame you for going for it again. After the second one, just take the extra point, call it a day. You know what I'm saying? But those, like this season right here, I think whenever they see what will go, what went wrong, it'd be those two games right there. Did we lose Tay? It was his turn. Yeah, I think he uh, uh, he must have did something. I think he's on mute. Now right, let's give him a minute because basically wanted to get Tay's take and then on this game and then we'll do NBA. There he is. So everybody's had their word. Taste takes LLC. What do you think of, I mean, you know, we've talked about it before and you talked about why some people do and some people don't support Brock Party, you know, and then you see, are you seeing what I'm seeing at this point? Like every single time they do anything or do anything good, everybody's looking for a reason that it wasn't there, wasn't because of nothing that they did and trying to downplay and, you know, you've pretty much been on the, on it from the beginning calling this guy a top 10 quarterback. This man completely took over the second half of the biggest comeback in NFC championship game history. So taste take on 49ers lions. Um, The lions came out fast. They came out fast. They scored pretty fast in the first drive. Then they scored again. The run game was, was working very well. Dave Montgomery was running all over the 49ers in the first half. They got their points. They went up. And they crumbled in the second half. And my take on the Lions going for two, I mean, not going for two, the Lions, uh, like, going for it instead of taking the field goals, I like it. I like the aggressiveness because you're playing the team like the 49ers. You want to take that lead as far as possible. If you got three points, you got a chance for three points, you got a chance for seven points, you play the 49ers, you got to go for seven points. You got to make that lead as hard as possible to come back from. And then you got to think, they don't believe in their own defense. If you don't, if your strong suit is your offense, use your offense. You know your defense is going to come out like, you know your defense is going to come out there, and there's a possibility they just won't show up anymore. You take your point as you take as many points as you possibly can. There was seven. There was a chance for seven, chance for three. They took the seven. I have no problem with that. I would have did the same thing if my defense was bad like that too. The defense played well at the, in the first half, yes. But you know how you know how the game can go in the second half. Like that, that's just how the NFL is. So I have no problem with him this whole season. I have no problem with going for uh, 
Um, going for it on fourth down, I have no problem with trying to go for a touchdown over field goals. I have no problem going for two to win the game. Like, I, I like aggressive coaches. I, I prefer that over a coach that didn't do anything. You are automatically better than them guys. So, um, yeah. So, I, I don't blame this on Dan Campbell at all. Dan Campbell doesn't go out there. He doesn't catch the passes. He doesn't execute the plays. If the if the Lions weren't confident in, in getting those first downs and, and stuff like that, they would say something. You know, I feel like the quarterback has some say too. Like the quarterbacks usually want to stay on the field, fourth and two, fourth and three, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that. all offensive players do. Exactly. They they want that. So when the coach is like, all right, I trust my team, my defense stinks. Offense is strong to the team. Let's keep the offense out there and push this lead as far as possible. That's a good coach to me. You trust your team. Uh, you trust your offense, you know, up by a lot. Let's go up by even more. Let's make this lead even harder to come back by. And it didn't work out, but Dan Campbell was not the one to blame for it. I don't know why people are blaming Dan, Dan Campbell. He does not go out there and catch the passes. He's not the quarterback. He's not the wide receiver. No, I, I honestly, I don't don't agree with blaming the, the head coach. He, he called a, a great game plan, 100%. He calls plays, so I respect him for that. Um. Yeah, and uh, Lions defense in the first half, they they gave some good looks to the 49ers. They had the 49ers pretty shook. In the first oh, they, were, they still had good looks in the second half. They were they getting pressure. Honestly. And again, it's going to come up next week. That 28th ranked, 29th ranked pass protection the 49ers have was showing its ass because the Lions front seven isn't even that fucking good. And they were getting pressure all the fucking time. Yeah. Almost fifty percent of dropbacks. Yeah, that's true. a lot of Brock Purdy's best fucking plays in that game. You know the throw looks good, but if you watch back at the line of scrimmage, he's getting fucking smoked while he's making that throw. Along with the multiple times he ran under pressure, along with the time he Houdini'd out of that fucking sack and ran or threw the pass to Juice on the sideline. Like, yeah, that Lions defense—they were giving him good looks. It just. It, you know, they must have had the the Michael Jordan special special stuff, Space Jam, at halftime because he started making the plays. But they were still giving him good looks throughout the game. Um, it just ended up once they once they got into fucking, you know, is it the shoes mode? It was they couldn't stop him. Yeah. And and I and I'm getting tired of seeing, um, oh, he's just another Jimmy G. Jimmy G isn't running for those first downs. Fuck that- no. Cut that out. That's that's not happening. Jimmy G isn't making, isn't extending any plays like that. I, Brock Purdy probably extended four or five. Those are big portions of the game. Like half of those don't happen. The Lions are in the Super Bowl right now. Like you needed those plays right there. Like that that Jimmy G comparison that's out the window. Jimmy G is not extending anything like that whatsoever. Not on third down. Not on first down. Nothing. That's that's. I don't think that comparison is right at all. And um, the Lions, they should be happy, though. They should definitely be happy for a team that did not make the playoffs last year. I think this is a good start for them. Like, they shouldn't they shouldn't be upset. Um, And they're going to try to run it back. Uh, ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, isn't taking any head coaching jobs. He's coming back. And I understand that. Team hasn't been, hasn't done anything in, in hundreds of years. Um, So, yeah, you, you, you taste some success. You bring everyone back and try to do it again. So, I like that. I like how the Lions are trying to bring everything back and then try to. That's shocking, man. That's that's fucking culture. 
I couldn't fucking believe that. Oh, Ben Johnson, that, that ben Johnson just thinking? said, no thanks, I'm staying to everybody. You got to think, I, I mean, the job. That must be a hell of a place to work, man. That's crazy. He'll he'll forever he'll have a head coaching job regardless. Next year they can go six and eleven. He will still have a head coaching job. I, I'm I can pretty much guarantee that. And you got to think they were there four points from the Super Bowl. Why why not run it back? Because he he's gonna go to the Seahawks, go to the Commanders. That's not happening it, like next year. He's trying to you know trying to see if they can get back to. Form. Like, say they don't get to the conference championship again, okay, then you go take it, another job. It's, it's not going to happen. But the team finally takes success for the first time. I understand. I do understand coming back because it wasn't happening with the Commanders next year. It wasn't happening with the Seahawks next year. Like, just, it just, you know, the, the best, the best opportunity to win is where you came from because you were in the conference championship. So I, I get him coming back. Well, we're about to head back uh, to the NBA. Time for the NBA talk. All right, we're in here. Expert NBA panel. Taze takes. He was dropping some real fire on us last week. True. Sean D. Uh, has anybody got anything on their mind right off the jump that they want to get into in the NBA right now? Why the hell is Tyrese Halliburton sitting on the bench in the fourth quarter in this Boston and Indiana game? I, I don't understand. Is he in foul trouble? Was he like I don't? I mean, like, in foul trouble. There's 17 seconds left. How much? Yeah, I don't. I didn't understand. Like I watched his whole fourth quarter, full quarter, and I didn't see him on the court. And I know he was playing, and he was playing very well. Very confusing. But um, I it, you know the NBA right now is just it's a dog shit product to me. Um, <laughs> it's been a dog shit product to me for a while, and. I just don't understand some of the things that they do in the, in the NBA right now. Uh, I will say, um, the All Star the All Star stuff that's happening right now is interesting. Uh, they got Steph versus Sabrina announced as a three point like challenge co uh, contest, which is cool to bridge the WNBA and the NBA thing. Uh, pretty sure Steph is going to lose that contest and challenge because he always loses every every time they play for charity um, didn't she fucking didn't she go crazy last year too isn't that the girl she who, yeah, yeah that shit was ridiculous oh she she she's a hell of a shooter um for sure and so you know i think i think that's a cool thing to do um you know all-star break is, is is close and i think hopefully we'll start to see the basketball uh a higher level of basketball being played it's just an offensive game there's no you won't. uh i i, I I don't expect it, but I'm just hoping, you know, wish, wishing, hoping. So, um, you know, like I said, a couple teams are rolling right now. Um, you know, just like Celtics, you know, they're playing as we record, as we record this, uh, 
you know, it's cool. It's cool what they're, you know, what they're doing. I think they 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 play a pretty decent brand of basketball, although they do are they're notoriously inconsistent. Um I will say right now, and I really hate to admit this, I think the hottest team in the NBA right now is the New York Knicks. Um ugh, yeah. And I think they'll be even hotter now that Julius Randle is out for a couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> where, so um, Dante DiVincenzo, who is such a weird player, he has become a consistent option, and he tonight had to get like six, seven threes or some shit. And he started off like, like he started off cold as shit. Cause I had yeah. him on my ticket, but yeah, then he just started going crazy. Yeah, he got like twenty five, twenty six tonight, something like that. He had thirty three. Don't short no points. Thirty three points, nine threes. Yeah, nine three. You see, this you know what I'm at? I seen that shit on FanDuel and I saw he was his he was listed for seven threes at like six hundred and fifty plus. So I text my boy, I said, if you're gonna put anybody on a ticket, put white Dante for seven threes. This nigga said, I don't trust that shit. Man, that white boy ain't hitting hitting seven threes. And look, I was right. Niggas don't listen to me. <laughs> I was right. I I'm mad. I'm mad about that. Cause what the fuck? The NBA is in a dog shit place when Dante DiVincenzo is hitting six, seven threes on a regular basis. He did like five or six the other night. Don't look startled with your New York shit on nigga. You know what I'm talking about. He didn't do none of that shit last year. He didn't do none of that shit in Sacramento. He didn't do none of that shit in Milwaukee. He did none of that shit. He joined a better team. Duh. Ain't nobody want to hear that shit, man. Look, this ain't what we're talking about. The point is, Niggas get to niggas get to other teams and they don't do and they do shit that they never done before and it's crazy. I I don't get it, but I respect it because Tibbs is Tibbs is a funny coach. He he he's gonna work them boys to death. Uh, but he's a great regular season coach. Tibbs is a great regular season coach. Um, but he's also a bad regular season coach because sometimes he plays the players a little bit too much. I don't. I'm confused though. What happened with OG? Because I thought OG was playing today. He didn't play. Uh, is he like sick? He got like a real injury. Like we gotta, we gotta give the best defender in the league uh, some uh, some rest. We were playing the Jazz, so we we're like, you know what? <laughs> Let's give him some rest. He, he he's been great. So you know, that, that's the Jazz all. are a good team this year. What are we what doing? Are not, here? not 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 compared to us. Not, not I mean, so here's the funny thing. One thing I'm funny about about the NBA is funny is like. It could be like a six to eight, six to seven, uh, like loss difference, and it's like this team is miles ahead of this other team, miles ahead. I do agree. Utah, I think, is in the process of starting to tank. Utah's tanking now. I think they're tanking now, and I have a reason. I have big reason to believe that because they were not supposed to be contending for a playoff spot. I don't know what their pick situation is. But I think they're starting to tank now. I think Houston is also about to start tanking as well. The Lakers might as well start tanking. Hell, the Warriors might as well start doing the same thing too. But um, I do believe that you're going to see, especially those two, Houston and Utah start to tank. That is that is what I see coming uh, with with the with the NBA, especially considering what we're seeing. (laughs) Especially considering what we're seeing out of out of these teams. I think Houston. Houston has only taken one game seriously in recent memory, and that game was against the Lakers. Like, that's literally it. And that's just because Udoka hates <laughs> – he just hates the Lakers and LeBron and, and, and stuff like that. So, 
Um, you know, like I said, the Knicks, the hottest team, man. They're the hottest team right now in the NBA. I say they just consistently win. They play good, you know, good ball. I mean, it, it pains me to admit it, but you know, we got to call a spade a spade. You got you to give credit what credit is due. Um, the Celtics. I'm a, I ain't gonna lie, man. Like the Celtics is as good as they've been. It, there's a air, a large air of inconsistency there, to where I don't know if they they even still with even with the roster they had. Like, are they really ready? Like, are they? you know are what you I mean? Like, ready? like I don't know, man. Like Drew, how they get to the playoffs and then he becomes like stupid and then he 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 don't know how to score. He he want to ISO and dribble and that nigga that ain't that ain't show, you know. Thing. I think the one thing that does help the Celtics is that they have like what the best record in the league. So they will likely have home court advantage this entire playoffs coming up. So I think that helps uh, because on the road, they suck on the road. They kind of suck. I have never seen a more night and day thing with a team. Well, actually, I, I mean, I guess I did see night and day with it like last year. Uh, last year, the Warriors were a prime example of that the Warriors were a great home team in a dog shit road team. If the Warriors had just won five or six more road games, they'd have been in a much better position going into the playoffs. They'd have had home court advantage. So, uh, through probably a good, good, good amount of it. So, it's just those just teams like that, just very interesting. I think Indiana, if they can stay healthy, which is a struggle right now because Halliburton has had his you know injury, he wasn't in playing in the fourth quarter tonight. Um, so you know, who's, who's to say what's really what's happening there? Um, you know, even with Siakam, I just don't see him being like a huge needle mover. I never thought he was. I don't think he he elevates them beyond what they are right now. Um, I don't know. Uh, like I said, the NBA is interesting. The one thing I do like and I want to see more of, hopefully we get to see more of it in the playoffs, Minnesota, Oklahoma City. I like what I'm seeing from these teams. It just so happens that the two stars on the teams are fairly young, which we know take and appreciate. Um, you know, SGA is SGA's game is interesting because I, I think he's an extremely great talent, but I do think he gets a little bit too many calls. Like some of them, some of them calls a little sketchy, and I, I, I don't know say you know he shouldn't get all of those calls, but I absolutely think the way OKC plays, they they've been playing good ball. Minnesota obviously playing good ball. I think Anthony Edwards deserves a lot more respect. Uh, being in the MVP conversation, that boy is great. That boy, you know, he 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 steps up every time. Uh, you know, except for that one game where Cat had like sixty something, and you see what happened. They lost. When Ant is the number one, they win. When you let Cat go off, the the, the niggas lose. So, um, that's the thing I like the most so far. Is this Minnesota, Oklahoma City in the West. Denver is like spotty right now to me, even though they've been winning something about like something about it's like, you just don't like, can you trust Michael Porter Jr.? I, I don't trust Michael Porter Jr. You know, like Aaron Gordon has his moments, but uh, Jamal Murray, for some reason, don't shoot threes no more, which is strange to me. It's never seen like think of them shoot threes. Um, Cleveland, I think the Cavs are, at a at a, a crossroads, right? I think they're at a crossroads. It's like, are you wanna you wanna buy or you wanna sell before the trade deadline? The trade deadline is approaching fast. Um, so I don't know if the Cavs are gonna, you know, make a move or if they want to offload Jared Allen, if they, you know, are, are they where they want to be? The Bulls, prime example, the Bulls are playing. I think they, they're playing right now. I don't I can't see the score, but um, 
you know, the Bulls are like in the playing contention. Like, what do they want to do? Like, Zach Levine is out. Zach Levine might not, he's not going to be, I don't think he'll be healthy by the time the trade deadline. So they've kind of moved away from talks of including him in, in the trade. Uh, if they do, they're going to send him to Detroit, which is like, that's hell. Um, so I, it, it's, it's just a weird, weird time right now. And, um, and I, I say in the NBA, it's just like everybody's watching and waiting to see who gets traded. If anybody gets traded, which teams make moves. Uh, I think the Warriors should make a move. I've heard Chris Paul, uh, Andrew Wiggins, uh, possibly attach some draft capital to, to one of those two. You want to get a little younger, definitely get a little younger than Chris Paul. Um, I don't. I just don't know what pieces would 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 help them. Uh, you know, because they're right there. Like I feel like the Warriors are, the, are a team where it's like they're right there. They can score a lot of fucking points. They've been scoring 130, 140, all this other shit. But they just can't get it right on the defensive end. So that's it. You know, and yeah, that's just uh. That's all I can say, man. You know, that's all I can say right now. Like, I, I think they got it's a couple of teams. I think the Kings, prime example, uh, middle of the road team, honestly. But, um, yeah, like, there's there's, there's no standouts except the Knicks. No, the Knicks. Taze takes. What do you got to say about the NBA? Well, I have a question for True. It's, I'm just just putting pieces together. I know what he's gonna say, but. You say, okay, you say the Knicks are the hottest team in me, which I appreciate that. I, I agree. That was the best thing I've ever heard you say. Um, I hate you so much. Okay. <laughs> you said, so you say the Bucks aren't good enough. All right. You say the Celtics, you don't know. So who's, what's, who's coming out the East then? The Philadelphia 76ers. That's right. It's, <laughs> it's, Joe, it's Joel. It's Joel. You, you're not going to get me to say the Knicks coming out. Uh, it's Julius Randle coming back, and that's going to kill all y'all shit. I just want y'all to realize that. Julius Randle. You're not making the finals with Julius Randle. I just, th that's it. Now, if you were to offload Julius Randle for somebody else, I, I could hear it. But you said it yourself. Was it uh, last week we talked? When we talked about you started going in on Isaiah Thomas for 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 whatever reason, mm -hmm. uh, it's hard to win with a small guard as your best player. It's really hard. And, the, like, I think the Bucks could do it, but it's like the Bucks. the problem with the Bucks is their defense. Their defense sucks because you have Malik Beasley and Dame in the back, in the, in the backcourt. That's not going to get it done. Offensively, it's like, it's just like when, when the playoffs start, we all know the defense is, is going to win you a championship. That's going to help win you a championship no matter what because they're a little more lenient with the rules right now. Even the NBA is talking about, we might have to make some rule changes to help the defense out. They're even saying that. So they're probably going to start kind of, you know, doing that. If the Knicks, you know, like I don't, I don't see any other teams in the, in the East that would give the Knicks trouble outside of maybe the bucks, just because of like Giannis and, and, and of course the Celtics, but I mean, the 76 ers like maybe, but like, you, you don't I can't trust and be, you know, so it's hard. It's really hard for me to say. I don't know who's coming out these. I really don't. This is actually one of those years where I feel like it's wide open. Like before I would have said, yo, Celtics, um, but like Celtics go on the road and if the Celtics just have one slip up in a home game. Them niggas gonna lose a series to me because 
if you you know if you slip up and it's a and it's a one one hitting in the game three and you go into Madison Square Garden and y'all already suck on the road, y'all. I mean, y'all not. I don't. I don't trust them to go in there on the road and, and cook against the Knicks or even the Miami Heat. We've seen it already. We've seen them go on the road <laughs> against Miami Heat, and we see what happened. So, and we see what happened with Game Seven. They was at home, and what they do, they, they, they lost that. So, that's why I said, like, I don't know if they're ready. Like, I don't know if they the Celtics are ready. Like, I feel like they are, but then when you see them on the road, it's like, damn. We need a team that's consistent, and the Knicks right now. If we're talking right now, they're the most consistent team, but as we've seen hey, before. I got a question for you. What's up? Didn't Boston, didn't Boston beat Miami Game 7 2022 to go to the finals? Yes. They did. They did, they did right? In, Mi- in Miami, I think, was that in Miami? Or was that in Boston? Yeah, that was in Miami. Miami was the one seed. Yeah, Miami was one seed. It's funny. That game is funny because ain't that the same game where it came down to, like, the end and, like, Jimmy Butler, like, is that the same shot game? On three. Yeah, he shot, he shot, shot three. three instead of driving in. I, I, that, that was the. I never understood why he did that because he had plenty of time. I like. I, I think that game should have could have went to OT, or or you know he could have took it. But I feel like the the like I said the Celtics they made the finals that year. But it's like, I almost felt like the Celtics got broken after that finals. Like whatever Steph and them boys did to him to them. I don't know exactly what happened, but when they came back, it's like they they was they were struggling that year that they made the finals anyway. Well, I, and then they, I think I think the difference between that year and last year was Emay wasn't there. I yeah. think that's like the the biggest difference right there. Like yeah, Missoula I, just Missoula. I, I, I think they could have went back to back last year. They could have went back to back finals last year if they had Emay instead of uh, Missoula. I, I would agree with that, but I, I think Missoula, I, I think he's he's a good coach. He has a great roster. I just don't think he – I just don't see it. Like, I don't feel like Jason Tatum was ever winning a championship in the he reason why. Win, but I think he'll I have to do like he, a – I don't think he winning it. He'll have to do like I, a I KD almost. Well, you know what? I take his back. He could win one. It's just that everybody else, like all the old dogs leaving the league, right? So – like he ran into Steph, and then Steph Steph took took that away from him. He you know he runs into a Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler's an older you know older player. Jimmy Butler they they battling it out. You know what I'm saying every time they play they battle it out. So it's like he ran into Jimmy Butler. Boom, you didn't make the final. I thought last year was their best chance. Um, you know if they I thought they matched up with the Nuggets fairly well, and then this year, I think it's kind of open in the West, and I think it's kind of open in the East, but I think, like, people would look at them like they're the favorites. But it's like, what's Jalen Brown going to do when it's time, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, is Jalen Brown going to step up? Is Tatum going, you know, run into a wing defender who can make life tough for him? And he looked like he did against Wiggins in the finals? But how many of those are there in the league? Especially in the East? You said how many of them Tatum? I saw the maybe OG... Who else, who else has a team, especially like the top five-ish teams in the East? How many have a perimeter player Tobias that can actually go into the Knicks? Tobias Harris is going to – No, he's going to cook Harris. He is cooking Harris. Let me get it out. Let me get it out first for you, rebuttal, nigga. Let me get it out first. Tobias Harris is going to hold Tatum 7 of 22 shooting for at least one game in a series. The rest of the series, I don't know. 
Tobias Harris, <laughs> Tobias Harris is not a bad defender. He's just not a great defender. He's not a great defender either. But OG, but if you got OG, like the more I think about it, honestly, if the Knicks could offload Julius Randle's salary for like another decent like player, I actually would take them. I honestly would take them as 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 the favorites to, to come out of the East. Honestly, I would take them. You know what, bro? I'm gonna say this right here. I would never allow the Knicks to fool me again after that stunt they pulled last year. This is the same thing that happened last year. They made a trade. They went and got Josh Hart. They went on the run, and then it all came tumbling down in the playoffs. They ran into the heat. The team that went to the finals. No, man. No, I don't like that. Miami Miami got lucky. That was a a fluky. There was. uh, But but that's what I'm saying. But like I said, well, there's no there, Miami is clearly not standing anybody's way this year. So who's gonna stop him? If you got o, a OG who has proven that he's a good, and then Tibbs is a great defensive coach. The only thing that beats the Knicks or any Tibbs coach team, I believe, when it comes to the playoffs, is fatigue. It's fatigue because you've been playing so many fucking minutes, which is why it's good that the Knicks start to get these blowout wins. But it's still like. Tibbs' teams get tired after a while because that's just the way it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you got the youth, you even got, like, a young team, like, even an OKC or, or you know, one of them teams like that, even if you if you make it into the, uh, you know, the conference finals or something like that, your body is still not used to playing that many, many games. You know what I mean? Like, you used to playing, like, 60 to 70, and then, and then you're not playing 40, 45 minutes a game. You get into the playoffs, you got to play that. And I think for Tibbs teams, it helps them to be like, yo, we played 40, 41 minutes in the regular season. This is whatever. But then it's also like, well, we've been playing 40, 41 minutes. So, like, like our bodies are tired. And they might not even know it, but it's like you'll show when if you travel or whatever and, and you go from, you know, from New York to, to wherever, it might be an issue. Granted, on the East, if you're playing like Philly, that ain't much of a, a travel, so you might be all right. But I just don't, you know, like I said, I, I don't look at uh I, I don't look at um everything that, that they uh that they got over there in New York and I don't see I don't see really much of a issue but Julius Randle. I, I don't see an issue. I, I mean, that's all it takes, right there. All it takes is one player. We know how well, Randall is. Is Mitchell Robinson like? Does anybody he know might come back. Yeah, he might say it's a possibility. Because I think he helps. I think he helps too. Because I think he's Hartenstein is cool, but I don't feel like Hartenstein is. You know. Do you think he'll get traded? I don't know. Hartenstein. But I will say this. I, w- I want to touch on something you said earlier when you was talking about Shea and how you like his game. And I personally, I think he's about to be like a, a new age Harden. Everybody loves his game. He lives at the free throw line. We'll see how that goes in the playoffs because I think he's going to struggle come playoff time. He will. It's like once you take away those free throws, it's like what? The- granted, like he's a way better scorer from the field than Harden. And to an extent, and B. So it's like I want to see how his game will go once you take away the foul calls. Well, 
the issue that I have with his game is that he doesn't need any of the the, the, the shit that he does. Like he doesn't need that. Like you watch him drive and then he kicks his head back. Like I hate that in the NBA because it's like, bro, you can drive and you can still get contact and you can probably get a better chance at an one if you just absorb the contact. But you jerking it. We I hate when they, they, they jerk their head back and it's like, bro, stop trying to bait. Like that shit, it works for him. But it's like once April may roll around, you driving a lane on, you know, on on a Jamal Murray or a fucking Anthony Edwards or, or you know what I'm saying, or a fucking Kawhi Leonard, you might not get that call in the playoffs. You gotta, you gotta like, and that's why it's like it's it's good to keep your keep your game consistent because that's why Harden struggled in the playoffs. Like the one person who who would file bait a little bit but still show up in the playoffs, even though he loses a lot, he hasn't been like he only been to one conference finals is Luca. Like Luca has definitely done get, get some got some ticky tack calls, but Luca still go out there and get them boys 35 40 in a game. When but see, Luca problem play. is, I'm glad you said that. Because see, the thing I hate about Luca is in most playoff games, he disappeared in the second half. First half, Luca have 25 points, six rebounds, six assists. The end of the game, it might be 30 points, three rebounds. I mean, eight rebounds, eight assists. That's the one thing I always hated about Luca. Like he, yeah, but no, then, then again, this year he's in better shape. But when he was fat, Luca. In the second half, he'll disappear every time. Yeah, that is true. That's true. I, I, it remains to be seen, I guess, you know, like, like there, there's only a couple of, like, handful of, like, amazing playoff performers in this era, right? You got your bronze, you got uh, your Stephs, you got your KD. Those are, like, the legends, right? And even KD had a couple series, you know, when he was when he struggled and stuff like that. But it's, like, those are the three. Those are the three that, that's been around for so long and they're consistent. You got your Lucas who can show up. You got your Kawhi who can show up. Uh, but, you know, we haven't seen an Anthony Edwards, a, a SGA. Um, you know, we haven't seen uh, – we've seen Giannis too, but, like, Giannis is also sketchy, right? Because Giannis will go out there and have good games, but then sometimes he won't. You know what I mean? Like, that's how he only went to one finals, and, you know, he struggled in some of those. And I think it may be a skill issue. Uh, sometimes with some of these guys, like Embiid, prime example, Embiid going to playoffs, he don't do shit. Embiid, uh, but for Embiid, for Embiid, he's normally hurt though. A lot of times, like, yeah, that that is an issue. Like he has, like, what he had, like the concussion or the facial injury one year. He had the knee injury the other year. Like I was talking to somebody about Giannis the other day. I was like, man, Giannis is not that great of a playoff performer. But y'all had like have him over KD all the time and things like that. I said, could you exclude 2021? Giannis is, is ass in the playoffs. All you have to do is build that Giannis wall, and that's it. Like, hell, even when they won in 2021, Middleton was taking over a lot of those games. Yeah. Because I remember they started talking about that. Like, was he uh was he a number, was he a Batman or was he a Robin and shit like that? Even when he was great winning championship. So it's just weird because, like I said, I think Giannis is obviously the number one in his team, regardless. And Dame, that's another thing. You got Giannis on the on the on the court with Dame. Dame has never been known as an amazing playoff performer. He has like one or two of those games. You're like, damn, he was he cooking, but he was a first round loser for a long time. 
He went to one conference finals, and then what happened? He got swept. And yeah, he has the he has the ugliest one because I think he's like the only three seed I know in recent history. He's the only three swept. seed to get swept by six seed. They whooped them boys ass. Like Dame got so many, Dame has so many sweeps and gentleman sweeps on his playoff resume. That's crazy because I think remember remember was it uh the first round of of the bubble they got uh was it got swept or gentlemen swept by the Lakers yeah and, the four one I think they won the first game yeah I think was they took shit. The and they talked shit and then they got their ass with the rest of the series and then uh what well, they went against Steph with the year before the bubble and the year before the bubble they got swept in the conference fi- uh, conference finals. And then the year that before was that, without Steph, right? was that was that without Steph or without KD? That was without KD. And then, and then they went. Um, then they went the year prior to that. They lost to the Pelicans. The one when they were the three seed, and they got swept. The year before that, they got swept by the um, by the Warriors with, with without KD for two games. So it was like they haven't caught a break. And then they lost. I think in what five in twenty sixteen when Steph was out. It was just Clay was the number one option. They lost in five. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how, how many? You know, how many times can you look at somebody like a Dame and be like, oh man, like Dame is is like the I don't even I don't even want to say Josh Allen to to Steph's like Mahomes because I don't even know if that applies. But I mean, I guess he's like, like he's more like Philip Rivers. He's more like Philip Rivers. Because yeah, he ain't one shit. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just. It's just interesting to look at look at that and then kind of think about where we're looking at the playoffs. What are we looking at? Giannis, someone who has a tendency to, you know, you build a wall and he can't do much. Dame, who, you know, hasn't played with a player as good as Giannis, but doesn't have any like outside of that one game, and I think that was still when like COVID was still kind of a thing and they had like small crowds in the playoffs. Like Outside of that, where Dame, I think, went for what, uh, 14 threes or 13 threes or something like that. Outside of that, like, where, what, and, and of course, his game winners against like OKC and Houston, but it's like, what games in terms of like full games where he went off, where you like, oh, that's the greatest performance, one of the greatest performances I've ever seen? He doesn't have any of those. You know, he has game winning shots. You know? On. One thing I hate about Dame, with Dame fans, with people that talk about Dame, is like, they were like, yo, you know, Dame never had a championship team. I'm like, dog. I said Dame could at least made it to the conference finals two or three of those years in Portland. He had Lamarcus Aldridge for the beginning of his career. That was a arguably the best power forward in the game. You give him top top three at the least. So it's like Dame had plenty of times to like make a a quick run to the conference finals. And then we had CJ and all that. I mean, they weren't going to win no championship. But they could have did better than what they did. A lot of the times, like CJ or Lamarcus, they carried Dame to those victories. Dame got the he got the the go ahead three. So oh man, Dame did this, Dame time, Dame time. But like Dame fucking sucks in the playoffs. Ass. He like, and I he think is, he is ass. And I think that's a problem too, right? Is what you just and, and you kind of hit the nail on the head, right? Like. When you look at Dame and people like people say that, and I hate when people say that shit. Like, oh, this person never had like a championship team. They never had this. They never had that. But it's like, okay, who has had that? Who comes into this league and and has a championship team? Like those things are built over time. I think CJ McCollum becoming somebody who can get you twenty. Lamarcus Aldridge being a, a you know twenty and ten guy, 
uh, in his prime and stuff like that. Those were guys who could get you there. And then it's like, okay, the market start falling off. CJ is, is, is only do so much. But when you get to the playoffs, you have time. You are a three seed. Like I was going to say, the three, the night, the, 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 the year that they lost to the Pelicans, it got swept. And Dame got outperformed by Drew Holiday and AD cooked them boys. That was when, to me, it was like, this is obviously you're not going to beat the Warriors because no one is going to beat the Warriors that year where they had KD. Years they had KD. I get that. Nobody in the West is going to beat them. But it's like the year KD went down, you're in the conference finals. You just beat the Nuggets. You have a, a window. Y'all couldn't even take a game. That and and like the the Warriors had Jonas Jerebko, fucking Quinn Cook, uh, was it a- a- Alfonso McKinney? These was the niggas that was Jordan Bell. These niggas ain't even in the league no more. <laughs> <laughs> and this is who you had Steph Clay and Draymond, and you still couldn't do nothing with them. So like when I see that, that's why I look at Damon. I'm like, he was bitching and complaining. He wanted to trade. He got them. He got. He wanted to go to Miami. But it's like, in a way, he got lucky because Miami sucks right now, and yeah. it's not like it's not like in, w- is Dame helping their defense? No. So it's like what you know, he, he you can only you can hide the defense because Giannis is a ceiling raiser for the regular season. I don't know about the playoffs. He's a ceiling raiser. Giannis can get you 35, 10, and six, and then Brooke Lopez can can do this and that, and now they got Doc Rivers. Yeah, they're not winning shit. So actually, to go back to Tay's point, I would eliminate the Bucks from making making that the East because these niggas have Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is the fucking <laughs> Doc Rivers is the fucking coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. You ain't winning shit. It all depends on how the records turn out, but I think the Bucks second round. If if the Bucks are second or number two seed or third seed or something like that, I could see the Knicks taking the second seed by the end of the year if they keep the consistency up. If that's the case, I could see the Bucks being a second round exit just because Doc Rivers don't know how to, what the fuck he doing. That's it. I I could see the Celtics and the Knicks in the conference finals as it stands right now. Oof. That's the that's as much as I'm gonna give you, Tay. I'm not going to say they're going to the final. As much as I get you. That's it. I see Eric's on mute. Why is he on mute? Was hey, you on mute I was. Man, I'm clearing out, letting you guys iso ball this thing. Pick and roll it. I was just checking, make sure we all we all here. I saw mute and shit. I was like, what's happening? Where everybody at? We at letting, letting you guys tear it up. Right no, man, the NBA sucks. Like I said, the NBA sucks right now. You know yeah. the NBA sucks when the Lake, when the Lakers, when the, when the Lake, Lakers are trash, Warriors are trash, and then the Knicks are the hottest team. You know the NBA sucks. It never, nothing good ever comes from. It's from fucking nineties again. It really is. It really is. The Lakers, the Lakers need to do something else. The Lakers need to do something. Bron, Bron need to go. Bron need to go. I, I'm gonna be real. Bron need to go, man. Like. <laughs> I don't think, I think he's out after this year. Depending on what Bronny does, I think he's out after this year. He need to go. And and the thing is, the Lakers are so lucky. Like the Lakers are very lucky that they won that game against the Warriors on Saturday. 
they are very lucky because they I think they lost tonight against the Hawks, right? Uh, yeah. And yeah. they lost. So they got AD 25 out, to be fair. AD was out. Yeah, AD was out. AD being out is a regular occurrence. That's a problem. They lost to the Rockets. AD played AD played against the Rockets. Yeah, AD played. Got, I think AD only missed like three games this year. And so here's the thing. Remember the conversation, right? The conversation used to be, well, they're only losing because Braun and AD not healthy. So if they're healthy, y'all want to see a healthy Lakers team. Well, nigga, they healthy. What's happening? Now we're starting to see, oh, now at first it was, we got to get rid of D-Lo. D-Lo sucks. Now it's, no, I don't know. Maybe we should keep D-Lo. I don't know. You can't, you're trying to find a scapegoat and you can't find one. The issue is just that the Lakers, they're not coached well. They don't have a roster that really fits. Like, niggas in the offseason was like, oh, shit, they got Torian Prince. So? I never heard so? of I, I swear, when I heard that this offseason, bro, who the fuck gets hyped up over Torian Prince? Like, Gabe Vincent. Where where the fuck? <laughs> Gabe Vincent. Really? Like, like, we won the offseason over Gabe Vincent <laughs> and Torian Prince. Niggas if said they won the offseason. I like, they brought Austin Reeves back. They brought Reeves back. Hachimura back. They got Christian Wood. Oh, shit. I was like, nigga, you know what happened with Christian Wood? Every team, Christian Wood been like six teams in the last five, six years. Every team has the same thing with Christian Wood. Christian Wood comes in, he plays, he gets like 10 rebounds and 12 points in one game. And he's like, oh, shit, Lake, you know, this team got him one. We got him one. And then he does nothing the rest of the year. Like, nothing the rest of the year. And, yeah, and that's what you think. I really feel vindicated that Russ is balling out on the Clippers and the Clippers are winning because all last season it was wait till we get rid of Russ. Now, granted, they made a run to the conference finals. It was a lot of luck involved in that. A whole lot of luck the involved. Refs. The refs. But, 700 free throw differential. Get the fuck out of here. 700 free throw differential. I said huh? Saturday, like, their, uh, their differential for the free throw line is 293. The dead last and drives. That's crazy. That's the thing about it, they're like 13th in paint. Paint shot attempts at 13th, and they're like in the bottom 10th in paint touches. So, like, you add all that up, like, how in the hell is their free throw differential that high? Because they floppers, and that's that's the issue with the Lakers. The Lakers did the same thing last year, and we were talking we, we talking about this, I want to say, maybe not on this show, but I was talking about this, I think me and Apollo was somewhere we was watching the game or some shit like that, watching the playoffs, and I was like, bro, how the fuck do they keep getting free throws? It just like reads a drive, like like do they do the do they the, you know like move their head to the left, and then they like drop and they drop the ball and then they blow the whistle. That's not basketball, bro. Like that's not basketball. And the Lakers, like AD big ass be flopping, like AD big he six eleven seven foot he flopping. That's not basketball. So I said, like, it's it's the product. You sh- you got to stop rewarding bad basketball with points and free throws. Like, it's just not how it's supposed to go. And I look at um the Lakers. Like I said, they they they've gotten a lot of free throws. Hell, in, in the game on Saturday against the Warriors, they got mad free throws. Some of them calls were sketchy as hell. And it's like when you see that, I was like, see, the league has to. It's like they want to make it so that the Lakers – and like I said, we, after the All-Star break, who knows what we'll see, you know? But I think it's a cause for concern that 
Every single time a team that LeBron is on is struggling, no one ever stops and calls him to the to think about like, yo, what is Braun doing that makes this worse? Like, like how is like is Braun not helping in these areas? Defense. Braun does not play defense. The Lakers defense is very spotty. If AD is not on the floor, their defense completely sucks. And even then, AD can't clean up everybody's mistakes. Reeves is food on the defensive end. D'Lo is not a defender. Uh, Torian Prince can defend here and there, but he's not somebody you go to. That's not the guy you want to defend all your wings and all stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like, like you got to look at the team and the makeup of the team. And it's like, oh, we're gonna, they're going to go get Dejounte Murray, and it's like they've the Lakers have submitted this offer with D'Lo and 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 a pick or two or some shit like that. And it's like, why haven't the the, the Hawks accepted it? Why the fuck would they want D'Lo? Because D'Lo doesn't say D'Lo has like five games in a row where he'll go for 20, 25. And it's like, yo, D'Lo balling. And then the next five games, D'Lo will go like two for 12. He go three for 15. And then he and then his, his defense, he gives up so much on the defensive end. Who was guarding Steph Curry and Klay Thompson when they were playing? Clearly nobody. Because obviously, like I said, we know the, the Warriors defense sucks. But the Lakers, Steph dropped 46. Clay had like 20, 25 or something like that before he filed out. Kaminga had like, what, 20-something. Like, there's nobody guarding these guys. And it's the same thing tonight. Tonight against the Hawks. I think they went against the Hawks. They went against the whole core of the Rockets. Whooped these niggas' ass the other night. They whooped they. I think Jalen Green had like 30 points. That nigga sucks yeah. most of the time. Like, this is, like, you can't win games if you can't defend. The reason why the Warriors can't win games is because they can't defend. The reason why the Hawks struggle to win games is because they can't defend. The Hawks won against the, you know, they won against, the, you know, the, the Lakers. The Lakers sucked, and they didn't have AD, so whatever. But, like, these teams struggle to win because they can't defend. And it's like the defense is down, is down all across the board. But even a team that has stars like the Bucks struggle because they can't defend. Like you can, like Brook Lopez is, can do his thing defensively. You can look at um, you know, Giannis and stuff like that. But Malik Beasley struggles. Uh, you know, Dan right. struggles. You you know who who who's off the bench? Bobby Portis is like the only person you really got. Like Pat Connaughton, like that's the people that's off your bench. I think they're gonna regret getting rid of Grayson Allen. What they already do, but they do. Uh, you know what? That's another team that's kind of kind of fairly hot right now. The Phoenix Suns, fairly hot team. Um, they don't necessarily play great defense, but I mean, do you need great defense when you got Bradley Bills finally healthy? Devin Booker, they bend, but don't break. I noticed that about them. They were like one of those teams, like they gonna bend like a motherfucker on defense. They just don't break, and their offense is so good. Like you got you got to stop us more than we got to stop you. That's basically their mindset. It's Mike D'Antoni Spurs. I mean, Suns all over again. And if you, and if you I give, score us, you deserve it. And I give credit to KD because KD has stepped up, and I think he's their defensive leader. And big shout out to KD for stepping up because KD is the life <laughs> the life force of that Suns team. Devin Booker will then give you fifty and forty, and them niggas will still lose. So that's, you know, so that's why I'm like, you, you know, that, that life, their lifeblood is, is in, is KD. He, he's still the best player on the team, you know? And, and that's why, like I said, I think the Suns, they only go as far as KD goes. And 
I don't think, you know, I will worry about Bradley Bill staying healthy, obviously, um, hitting in. So I, I don't know. The Clippers, Clippers kind of slipping a little bit right now. But I think it's because they've done so well. <laughs> like, I think they've done so well, like, over the last, you know, the last, like, 20, 25 games that it's kind of like, ah, oh, we can take certain games off. But, you know, the Magic, Magic has fallen off a little bit, too, which we think, I think we kind of all expected that. But yeah. it's just interesting because there's no clear – it's like no clear-cut teams where you like, yo, this team is like – so much better than this team. It's just, it's not. It's just, you get hot at a time and that's it. And the only person that's really like that right now uh, is the Knicks. And I guess the Suns to an extent, but like, just like to an extent, the Suns, but that's it, you know. And there's a couple teams on a free fall. I think the Pelicans are going to fall uh, continuously. You know, Dallas is going to fall. Kyrie, like, Kyrie be missing games and he's still not healthy. So that's another thing you kind of got to worry about. And it's like, you know, what happens when you get to the playoffs and, and Luca's there by himself because Kyrie's out again? Like, you don't want that to happen, but that's a very realistic thing that could happen. So, you know, the Pelicans, like I said, Zion is still not where he needs to be. Brandon Ingram feels like he's starting to regress and he's never quite hit his peak of what he could be. So, he's very inconsistent. He's very, yeah. the, the thing I hate about Brandon is Brandon would have like two or three games in a row where like he puts it all together. I mean, he's scoring at an efficient rate. He's giving you like five rebounds, seven assists, maybe a steal in a block. But then it's like the next 10 games, like, be out, what the fuck you doing, bro? And like, I haven't seen that like that because I've been following his career since high school. You know, we from the same area. Yeah, I know. So it's like, I know what he can do. It's like, nigga, do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we've all seen Brandon, like, Brandon is like one of those guys where he could be. A, a PG KD type of player, you know what I'm saying? He can give you great defense. He can facilitate a little bit. He can rebound. He can score. Like he can do it all, but he just doesn't seem to do it consistently. I, I, and I think that's the that's the crux of the issue. You have CJ CJ McCollum, who has never been a super consistent player. Zion, who cannot find consistency in general. You have. Uh, you know, Ingram, who cannot find consistency. The Pelicans cannot find consistency. That's their issue. That's going to be their issue. I I see them maybe even falling out of the um the play-in, you know, at some point. All it takes... I see like two right teams now, falling out. I see two teams falling out. I, I believe the, the league will find a way to make the Warriors and the Lakers at least make the play-in. So I can see one or two teams falling out. And, uh, it might be Sacramento to where they're going. Yeah, well, but I definitely see two teams. Let's see. I, I I haven't I haven't looked at the standings because they changed it daily, right? Like one loss, pretty and much, and shit like that. But I think I believe the Warriors. The yeah, the Jazz are definitely falling out. I not like the, the, like the Warriors right now because they've they've had two games. You know, they had two games uh, where they well three games they got rescheduled. I, I see the Warriors going on some type of win streak, um, especially with the with the narrative around their coach. I actually think that they, you know, if they would have won, I mean, if they would have won the, the the Kings game and the in the Lakers game, they would be in, in, in I think in the play in right now. So no, I, I, I don't know. They're like three games behind Houston right now in the win column. Uh, yeah, but that's what I'm saying though. But if you if you if if they didn't lose those two games, they would be. 
21 and 22 versus being 19 and 24. So, didn't they lose to Houston though? Or did they, huh? you know, have they lost to Houston yet? No, not this year. About I say, I know uh, right now they're 12. The Jazz is 10, and the Rockets are number 11. The Warriors are 12. So I can see the Lakers. I mean, the Warriors making the play in. So it's funny making the playoffs. So it's funny. The the Jazz now, I think, because they lost to the Knicks, I think they got 25 losses. Yeah. The Lakers lost. I think they got 25 losses. They're back under 500. Yeah. The Rockets, I think, are, are still under 500. The yeah, Warriors. 22 and 24. So the Warriors were the win tonight. If they could pull out a win. And I say they get a, you know, they got a, they got a game against the Grizzlies, which is not like an easy game, but if they're healthy, they probably could pull that one out. Um, that will make them 21 and 24. If they could get just like going into the all-star break, a six to seven game win streak, something like that, which they've been close in so many games. They lost all these games by one. You know, if, they, if you win those games and you get yourself back over 500, after all-star break, you know, Steph usually, you know, picks it up around that time. You know, uh, all they, they, they can come out and they've had a whole week off prior to this anyway. So the fatigue thing, they should be good with. Um, if they make a trade, too, that could help. You know, they definitely need some more bodies out there. They, they, have, they have struggled with health. You know, CP3 is out, which is in some way a good thing for them because they think they need faster pace. Uh, Moses Moody being out sucks. Um Gary Payton second being out sucks because Gary Payton is their best uh, guard defender. So that's what they're missing. So if they got that back and then also made like a trade to make a, you know, Wiggins kind of stink this year, move Wiggins, move uh, CP3, maybe get a, some type of point guard that can bring a little more youth to just somebody who can score and facilitate a little bit. I think it changes everything drastically for them. So I could see the Warriors getting into the play in. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's so many, it's so many teams with 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26 losses. You know what I mean? Like in that, basically up until the 12th spot, it's kind of anybody's game. And I, I, I liken it to kind of, like I said, with the Celtics, um, you know, Celtics at one point were like two games under 500 and then they made like a trade and they made some changes and then they ended up, um, you know, winning like 30 games or 25 games or some shit like that. And they ended up making the finals that year. I don't think the Warriors are going to necessarily do that, but I think they'll definitely find a way into the playoffs. Steph was number one jersey sold this year so far. They're going to find a way. It, it just, they'll find a way to get them in. I think the, the Lakers also, um, they'll try to find a way to get them in. But my concern for the Lakers is, if Anthony Davis starts to go through what he usually goes through with, you know, his his injury stuff, if that becomes a recurring thing, because he's played a lot of games, he's not missed very many games. So if he's able to, um, you know, if he's able to maintain the rest of the season, he, they could probably do something. But if he doesn't, then, yeah, that, I think the Lakers should call it a season. You know, Brown is, you know, he's playing extended minutes. The man is old, you know, he can still hoop, he can still play, especially in this area because there's no emphasis on on defense, but then he takes some games off every night. You know, it's like it's one if you're gonna play all 82 or you play 75 games at your age, but you're gonna take off a couple games and y'all get blown out on the road. Like it's not a winning formula. So I don't know. And plus for Tay, the Lakers and the Knicks playing 
in a couple days. And the Lakers got to come to Madison Square Garden. So it's like if the if the Lakers lose their next couple games and lose to the Knicks, that's going to put them in dangerous territory because you're looking at a 12th, 13th seed at that point. So, you know, that's all I can say about that. And with that, we are ready to roll into Super Bowl week, and we are pulling up soon on All-Star break. A lot of important, intense basketball coming up after that trade deadline looming as well. So a lot of awesome stuff coming up in the world of sports, and we will be right there for it here because the world of DAR never stops. <laughs>